trends with a voice. I wish to welcome you to this new episode of my podcast, Trends with a Voice. In this episode, I'll explain how the current climate of transphobia came about, the anti-trans protests currently taking place across Canada and their impact on the well-being of trans people. So how exactly the anti-trans movement we see right now came about? Everything started in 2016 when Donald Trump was nominated as the presidential candidate for the Republican Party. He was nominated even though he was saying frequently racist and discriminatory things in his speeches. He was also criticizing scientific practices with arguments not based on facts. And he did all of that without any kind of reprisal. His speeches and policies reached many less educated rural Americans and typically anti-2s LGBTQIA plus religious communities. His election as president of the United States showed politicians that having racist or discriminatory views are a winning bet in politics. He redefined a new way to be a politician. When he took power in 2017, Trump reverted multiple measures of protection for the trans community and banned trans people from the army. In the years following his election, we have seen a gradual increase in transphobia, but most importantly, we have seen the election of a bigger number of Republican politicians in the different legislature around the United States and in Washington. The most known is Ron DeSantis in Florida that was elected in 2019. In 2020, we have been hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. The pandemic brought multiple far-right group together for the first time to protest against mandatory vaccination and public health policies. In this group, there were neo-Nazi, parental right advocate, and religious group. It is also in 2020 that we have seen the first law to ban trans students from sports team in their school. Idaho was the first state to have that kind of law, and then 16 other states followed suit before the end of 2020. In 2021, a first law to ban access to affirming healthcare to trans people was proposed. It is from 2021 onward that we have seen the anti-trans speeches and movement being more mainstream in the United States. In 2021, 144 bills were proposed and 18 were adopted, compared to 66 laws proposed the year before. In 2022, we have seen 174 bills proposed and 26 passed, so it was a Another record year. But in 2023, 
we have reached another level. We have seen an exponential augmentation of the number of laws proposed and adopted. And the year is not over. To this day, 568 laws were proposed and 83 were adopted. And on the healthcare issue, we have seen 170 laws proposed compared to 35 in 2022. Another important point is the decisions by the Supreme Court of the United States to remove protection for abortion. The battle for abortion is linked to our battle for trans rights because they both affect our power to self-identify ourselves and also take decisions for our own body. In Canada, the anti-trans movement started to go mainstream in 2022 when the pandemic of COVID-19 was on this last leg and we started our normal activities again. The first target of the anti-trans movement were the drag story time activities. These activities have been organized for multiple years without any issues or any protest. But in 2022, we began to see protests at every drag story time by the same groups that were protesting against mandatory vaccination and public health policies. The arguments of the anti-trans group were that drag artists would brainwash kids and they would become gay or trans, which is totally false. Now in 2023, it is way worse. Drag artists now face death threats regularly, which causes the cancellation of multiple drag events and hurts the drag artist's bottom line. It is important that the trans community and drag artists stand together in their fight against that anti-trans movement because we both fight for the same thing. We want to be accepted as we are. Also in 2023, we have seen the first anti-trans measure adopted by a government in Canada when the Ministry of Education of New Brunswick modified Policy 713 to make it mandatory for trans students under 16 to ask for parental consent to be able to use their preferred name and pronouns in school. The government also removed protection for trans students to be able to play in the sports team aligned with their gender identity. In August, the province of Saskatchewan adopted similar measures, but also banned access to 2S LGBTQIA plus organization in school to do education and gave the opportunity to parents to opt out of sexual and gender identity courses for their children. The Conservative Party of Manitoba also want to adopt similar measures if elected in the coming weeks. 
we are seeing in Canada the same phenomenon that we have seen in the United States regarding anti-trans measures adopted by government and the anti-trans movement. It starts small, but then get bigger and bigger until it just snowball. It is for this reason that it is more important than ever to elect politicians that will make sure that the rights of trans people are protected in laws. I will now talk about the organization and group that are behind the protests that we are seeing right now in Canada. These protests are composed of far-right movements, neo-Nazis, we see um, multiple religious groups that are strictly opposed to the 2S LGBTQIA plus community. And we also see certain persons that grew up in countries where the 2S LGBTQIA plus community is criminalized. The protests organized across Canada on the 20th of September was organized by 1 Million March for Children. This organization is supported by the same people I named earlier in the anti-vaccine movement. There's two groups more particularly I want to talk about since they did a lot of lobbying in New Brunswick to have the policy 713 to be amended. They are Action for Canada, that is a conservative Christian group, and right now a pro-life group. The most dangerous part is that we see people with more moderate views integrate these groups, like parents, for example, that will protest for parent rights, and their participation will give more weight and more voice to the group. These are people that are protesting more because they are they have fear of the unknown or they read a lot of disinformation. I want to be clear, if you go to a protest that support the anti-trans movement, you are not an ally of the trans community. Now I will take some time to explain why the arguments made by these anti-trans group make no sense and are false and not based on fact. First, they talk a lot about like we are brainwashing children or grooming children. It is the same argument that was used in the 70s against homosexuality. The only people brainwashing their children are parents that are part of these anti-trans group that tell their children that trans persons are monsters that need to be eliminated. When they talk about grooming, they also say that there should not be any sexual or gender identity education in school. They think that telling their kids that trans people exist will make them trans. It is not true at all. Being trans is not a choice. We are born trans. An important fact to remember is 
that in the Canadian census in 2021, we have learned that one out of 300 people over the age of 15 is trans or non-binary. And that number is surely under-evaluated because a lot of trans people will not tell their gender identity to government because they don't trust them. So statistically, it is a certainty that some of the kids that are participating in the anti-trans protests are going to come out as trans at a moment of their life. Can you imagine what life will be for these trans kids that have been brainwashed by their parents? It is going to be really hard for these kids to be able to explore their gender identity and understand how to be happy and why they feel a certain way. So these parents are not helping their kids at all. They are going to make the life of their kids so much harder. The next argument they use is let kids be kids. First, it is important that the kids be able to explore and discover their gender identity at their own rhythm. Even worse, they are using kids as weapon. That is extremely dangerous. Kids were brainwashed now to do the dirty works of their parent in the anti-trans protest. That means like bully trans people in groups like by screaming at them with a megaphone by stealing their flags and their signs. I don't know how it can get worse than this. That means we have on one side kids telling other kids that they should not exist. There's no way that the society benefit from this. What it means to let kids be kids is you let kids buy the toy they want, dress as they want, do the sports they want. It's by making their own choices growing up that they'll be able to be happy and discover their gender identity. If you have a boy that wants to wear a dress at school, let him do it. If you have a girl that wants to cut their hair, let her do it. What our children really need to learn is they can do anything regardless of their gender identity. Next, I'll talk about parent right. A parent cannot decide if their kid is trans or not. It is not like buying a car. When I buy a car, I can decide if the car is red or blue. But a kid, the kid is born away. I have no control about it. If my kid is trans, he's trans. I cannot do anything about it. You're born this way. Also, kids are not things owned by their parents. They have rights like any human. And they have the right to learn what exists in society. And gender identity is one of them. 
their last argument is that we should remove sexual and gender identity education in school. First, there's a lot of advantage to these courses outside of gender identity education. It learns children about safe sex, about consent, and about also what is a rape, what is acceptable in a sexual relation. And I'll repeat, telling people what transgender is will not make anyone trans. The important thing is that they learn in school what being trans is. So if they feel that their gender identity is not right, it is totally okay and being transgender is valid in this society. I will now talk about the impact of these protests and the anti-trans aid climate on trans people. First, the brutality of the protests organized last week has brought a lot of fear to trans persons all around Canada. The bullying and the physical harm done to trans people during this protest was unprecedented. We are now scared of leaving our houses walking alone downtown during the day. More trans people will stay in their closet, will have dark thoughts and suicidal thoughts because of these protests and that anti-trans aid. For a lot of us, it brought back a lot of bad memories. It could be being rejected by their parents, could be facing bullying at school when younger, can be facing transphobia at work. When we see the anti-trans movement being so mainstream, so present in society, you ask yourself as a trans person, do the society want me here? And that contributes a lot to the darker thoughts and the worsening of our mental health and well-being. For me, as a trans woman, Thursday was one of my darkest days since coming out as a trans woman. It is really hard to ignore all these transphobic messages you see around the news. It gets to you. And we are also scared of what is about to come about. Are we going to see a lot more anti-trans laws in our government? It is really scary right now to be trans. You just never know when that transphobia will hit you. Trans people deserve to be safe and feel love like everyone in society. So it is more important than ever that the ally of the trans community take action to help us. First, tell the trans people you know that you love them and you appreciate them. 
promote a climate of inclusion in your family, in your work area, in your sports team, everywhere. Trans people cannot act alone against the anti-trans movement. We need people to go vote and elect politicians that will defend the right of trans people. We need allies to educate and inform their entourage of all the aid against the trans community and how wrong it is. We need our allies to stand up and speak out when they are witnessing intimidation or bullying against trans people. We cannot defend ourselves alone. And most importantly, we need allies to go to the protests organized by the 2S LGBTQIA plus community to defend the right of the trans community. The protests organized by the anti-trans movement are so dangerous for the trans community that trans people don't feel safe to protest themselves to keep their right. That's why, more than ever, we need our allies to step up. We have now reached the end of this podcast. I hope you learn more about the anti-trans movement going on why the argument used by these groups are false and how to support the trans community in their fight against this anti-trans movement and our governments that are adopting laws that are restraining the rights of trans people and hurting their well-being. Finally, I invite you to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and to follow Trans with a Voice on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget that a society that is more inclusive to the transgender community is better for everyone. Thanks, and see you next time.